Welcome to the Lore Lumen Podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Conley. On the Lore Lumen Podcast, we try to bridge the connection between creativity and philosophy in hopes to reawaken your sense of wonder. If you like what you hear and you want to find out more, you can visit us at lorelumen.com or become a member at patreon.com slash lorelumen if you're interested in getting early access to these episodes, product discounts from our store, and additional secret content only available to our Patreon members. We hope you enjoy today's episode. So today I'm joined with Shelly Rollison, and we're going to be talking about the daemon in us all, the inner driving voice that subtly directs and motivates creatives. Um, mm-hmm. And what I'm really happy about having Shelly here for is that Shelly, in my interactions with her, has um, set herself apart from others that I know as somebody who, without a lot of prompting, can jump right into the fantastical and the whimsical conversations. And her discipline might be in the music industry, but more than that, Shelley strikes me as the type of person who is a mystic, um, and the output of that mysticism just happens to be the music world. Yeah. I would say that's that's accurate. <laughs> so to start out, I think it's important for us to define what a daemon is, mm-hmm. and more importantly, what it is to us. And to get us started, the daemon is a term known for being this kind of inner voice that for a lot of successful creatives has guided them in important decisions Mm -hmm. vocationally. Socrates has said that he had an internal daemon, which in important moments warned him what not to do. Mm -hmm. And throughout history, a lot of successful philosophers and creatives have had a hard time taking credit for their success and in turn claim that it is more due to the credit of this inner guiding spirit that has dictated to them where to go and what to do in important moments. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think I would love to hear from you, Shelley, how your experiences with your own inner daemon creatively has been and how you define your personal daemon. These are such good questions. I feel like I could sit with them for a while. I probably will. I think for me, my my daemon, my inner voice, that I would understand it as my knowing voice. If there are all these different parts in me, there's one part of me that is the daemon, that is the, I know you very well, and I'm going to walk with you as you learn yourself as a whole, all these different parts. The daemon knows all those different parts. And for a long time, I would say, honestly, most of my adult life, I almost blatantly and very rudely <laughs> ignored my daemon. I think because it it freaked me out, at least creatively. There was this knowing voice that knew music specifically 
was in my blood. And I was always just like, nah, 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 nah. I think because, you know, when you, you make the kind of music that I do where I'm really connecting, it's not so much performative in that I'm writing to entertain or just writing for the, the heck of it and whatever I write, whatever, it's just fun and doesn't matter if it really means anything. I'm like, no, every song means something. Um, it, it's almost like this intense level of being awake in the world that um, just overwhelmed me and freaked me out. And so I think my daemon just like scared me. And so for a long time, I was like, no, I'm just gonna go it without you. Um, but something happened for me when I hit my 30s, and not that I had a crisis or anything, it was kind of irrelevant to me, the age. I'm, I'm not really that concerned about age. It was just a marker for whatever reason. Where that voice, that Damon voice, got louder, not by volume, but I think like all the other parts of me almost was taking a cue from the Damon and was whispering, like, this is who you are. Hey, this is who you are. Like, over and over and over again. Like, and that's interesting. I think my Damon, not so much early on when I started to listen to it, guided me in, in actions and what to do and, and not to do, but more so in who I am. Because I think it's hard to really move about in the world in a way that feels true if you don't know yourself. So there's always some confusion of why you're even doing what you're doing if you don't know who you are. And so I think at first that was the whisper, which I've not really realized until this moment actually, is it was whispering, this, this is who you are. And all the other parts started saying, this is who you are, this is who you are. And eventually when there's a thousand whispers all whispering the same thing, it's very loud. And I just could not ignore that whisper. And so since then, I think I'm, I'm learning to be more in relationship with that voice and trust that voice, sometimes maybe argue, but most of the time when I feel like that Damon speaks up very specifically, it's just a knowing right away. You know, it's hearing, hearing something, sensing something within in terms of a course of action that I need to take and being like, maybe needing to sit with it, the action for a few days just to settle into it before I'm willing to speak it with my outer voice. But I mean, almost immediately being like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's what I'm doing. And you just, it's like a deep knowing that nobody could tell you otherwise because you know. Yeah, so it's been interesting to see how that relationship with my, my daemon and inner voice has evolved just in the past two or three years as I've maybe begin to listen to it and actually honor it more and see it and give it give it the attention that it it deserves for me when i think about uh, how i personally define my daemon and my ex personal experiences with it mm -hmm. it's been very odd because um it hasn't been a lot of verbal communication but it's been very visual a lot of imagery back and oh. forth um, between me and my daemon yeah. and it What's most interesting to me is that it's influence on me and it's communication to me and it's directing me has not been obvious, okay. uh, but its presence near me is very, very direct and very in front of me and very mm -hmm. noticeable. And 
it is in a weird way uh, too easy for me to you know look next to me and see this entity that abides within me not externally outside i'm not seeing a ghost or anything like that mm-hmm. but it, nonetheless it feels like um this entity that was born within me mm-hmm. but nonetheless is different than the self you know that feels different than yeah. harrison it feels like this thing has been charged to mm. guide me mm-hmm. um and it's it's been a journey to i don't know just uh not test it but to m- measure it you know a little mm. bit you know i when i've experimented with being insecure about the voice of my daemon and testing uh pushing back against it mm-hmm. how almost every time if not every time hindsight being 2020 i i so easily could see why I should have listened, oh, which okay. um, is hard to wrap my head around and to trust when, you know, something so abstract as, as a daemon that lives within you, y- you don't know how much of that you should lean into mm-hmm. and to trust. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, through experimenting with not leaning in on it and mm-hmm. seeing what produces it, it, yeah. it at this stage of my life, uh, still without fully understanding what it is or how we as creatives experience and have this daemon, whether mm-hmm. it is us just pretending to have a thing yeah. uh, or if it really is this thing in us all. Mm-hmm. Um, the verdict so far is that I have to accept that it is within me mm-hmm. and that it has a home yeah. inside. Yeah. Nonetheless, um, I don't know any more about it today mm-hmm. through that revelation than I did the first moment I realized yeah it lives in me yeah. yeah yeah that's really interesting to think about more this concept of a daemon and I mean who can ever know for sure what what is that sense where you just there's something that you know I mean there's actually um, like neurological science behind when you're in a situation and you have a gut feeling this is wrong or this is right or I need to leave the situation or like I need to lean in that I I forget all the different parts of the brain now where it pulls from but um, there's a part of your brain that basically stores all of your lived experience everything that you've taken in that sums up what you believe about the world and what your values are and So when we say we have a a gut feeling or I just know, there is science that says it's that part of your brain saying everything that you know up till now that you believe is true, this does or does not resonate with that. Mm. How much of that is purely science? How much of that there's some mystery there? I I don't, who can say? And I think it's also, it depends on the person, which part you want to lean more into. Um, but I think about, I love this phrase, it is what it is what it is, and I know what I know what I know. Regardless of how you explain it, every single person can point to situations where there was something that you just knew and you couldn't explain it and nobody could ever say otherwise. What What is that when you just know? Whatever your language is for it, the reality is that that exists. Like a deep knowing 
that each of us has, and then deciding how we're going to interact with that deep knowing, whether it's something like you said that we just always listen to without fail or something that we doubt or something that we have more relationship with and we're in conversation with and sometimes yes, sometimes no, which I think I like this idea of having a relationship with that inner knowing because that means that you're going to evolve and grow. If you constantly, if, if that inner knowing is do this and you're like, okay, do that. Yes. Okay. That, that, that's not really a relationship. That's like maybe somebody just telling you what to do all the time. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't sound very animating or exciting to me. So I think you have to almost like show up kind of like with your shoulders up and owning your space, like your daemon has space, your inner voice has space, but so do all the other different parts of you. And I think for me, I, I think it's that interaction and that relationship and willing to always be up for the conversation and not denying when I like have moments where I'm like doubting it. There are moments where there's no doubting it at all, for sure. But there are moments where I'm, I have an inkling. I don't know if this is my intuition or my inner voice, or I had like a burrito this morning and it's just manifesting in my body otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I would love for us to go back and forth on our views on the difference between an inner daemon directing and guiding mm -hmm. versus... Um, maybe the other voices that live within us, maybe, for example, ones that feel more like the self, like mm -hmm. your inner ego, almost. I'd love for us to go uh, back and forth on the difference between a the feeling of a third party living within you and guiding you mm -hmm. versus parts of yourself, uh, maybe subconsciously coming out and yeah. having a voice. Uh, because I can see how depending on how healthy or unhealthy your internal world is, mm -hmm. um, you could mistake your inner inadequacies or grandiosities mm -hmm. for your daemon voice. Yeah. I love that word parts. I've been really sitting with the notion of different parts of myself and that ultimately I think the image that works for me or has been recently is really believing to my core that every voice has a seat at the table. There's no voice that's excluded from the conversation. And once I do that, I think it's easier or rather I'm, I'm learning, learning the voices better. I think it's just like learning a person, getting to know a person. The more you sit with them, spend time with them, have conversations with them, the more you get to know kind of how they operate and what triggers them, what they like, what freaks them out, what are their tendencies when they, te they feel whatever it is that they're feeling. I think that's true of our voices as well. And that every, just like every human being deserves to be valued and deserves to be seen and listened to and deserves love and relationship. I think all of the parts of us do as well. Even the parts of us that we don't really love that much or we don't want to, we wish we could just remove that part of ourselves. Like this part of myself is very troublesome and annoying and is always freaking out and let's just get rid of that. 
but you you can't that'd be getting rid of a part of who you are i don't think you would be whole without that part of you and it's really an acceptance of all those parts and sitting at that table and the more you allow every part of yourself whether it's good or bad whether it's uplifting or annoying or even maybe that voice i'm thinking of that movie what is that pixar movie where all of the emotions are at the table or, or I, i'm using my language yeah 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 is it um uh ooh what is that i can't think of it but there's the the fairy figure that's like always positive and yeah. there's the sad one that's always like down and like Debbie Downer. Yeah, what is that? Anyway, yeah. that movie, it's like that. Like all of the parts of us we need and they they bring things to the table that we need. And some parts that are maybe a bit more difficult, it's harder to see why could this part of me be valued or be necessary but it is i think every part of us has a seat at the table and actually brings something to contribute to the table that we need when i think about uh how i would define the difference between the ego whether it's the ego of inadequacy or the ego of grandiosity versus the the daemon within me mm -hmm. i think it's important to differentiate daemon Mm -hmm. versus demon as we define yeah. it in the western world mm -hmm. um because i think uh you know the daemon isn't necessary ill it doesn't have ill intent or even positive intent i think there is a positive outcome to listening to it but mm -hmm. i think it feels to me more as a neutral spirit that guides you mm -hmm. uh with inspiration and um an inner demon feels much more like the product of wrestling with your upbringing mm -hmm. uh, made manifest in your subconscious and inside world, mm -hmm. um, which I think highlights how much the daemon feels like a third party that lives within versus mm -hmm. a product of the, of the self, um, the way that inadequacy can feel like you mm -hmm. know um and what's so challenging is that depending on the uniqueness of you uh you might be more in tune with the inadequacy voice than mm -hmm. you are with the daemon voice mm -hmm. and so if that's the case growing your intuition and the ears to hear the daemon mm -hmm. guiding you creatively can be really challenging when voices of inadequacy or grandiosity can be already so loud. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. Yeah, for me, I I think it's easier for me to differentiate the two within me because of how much I've uh, had micro-experiments mm -hmm. with each voice, okay. and I would internally document the outcome. Oh, okay. And it's in the hindsight that you can really like see the difference between the gold and the dirt, yeah. you know, and uh, the the daemon guiding you creatively to the service of humanity versus mm -hmm. uh, the the self harming voice 
that you aren't good enough or that you should do this. Uh, and it feels more like ill intent mm -hmm. after the fact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you, in your understanding of this concept of the daemon, which I've not done a ton of research and educating myself on it, but as I've heard you speak of it and as I've encountered it, would you differentiate between the daemon voice and an intuition within yourself? Is Where would the lines there blur? Are they two different voices interacting with each other? How would you begin to kind of think of those different kinds of voices? That's a really good question. Personally, I struggle with differentiating those two ideas mm -hmm. more. Um, it's easier for me to part and parcel out all the different types of voices, but the difference between intuition and the daemon can be very blurry, I think. Yeah. I think I want to believe that they're different, mm -hmm. but probably that they l share the same home within me, mm -hmm. the same place. Um, it feels very much like uh, one is a pivot of the other. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if I had to differentiate the two, the difference would be where they're coming from. Okay. Um, and the intent, the, and the intent of that original source. So oh, when I think okay. of intuition outside of the daemon, it feels like, um, it feels like what I should do and where I should go for my overall well-being. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas the daemon feels more vocational. Oh, in its okay. voice, it feels more, which of course affects everything else, certainly. But right. intuition feels more across the board, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the Damon voice uh, feels like the direction of the output, mm -hmm. uh, or even the input before it gets converted to output. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting to hear, because even as I was processing i i found myself as well blurring those lines using intuition inner voice daemon a bit interchangeably but also even as i was speaking wondering are they the same thing are they not yeah. i'm not sure we're, we're talking about this inner world and landscape that we can't ever actually see and investigate with with some kind of concrete sense it's all yeah, it's all, it's all inner. And I was going to ask you before if you found your daemon guided you more creatively and with choices in what you're going to do with the work that you do in the world. Does it guide you in interactions and conversations, how you're responding to things? And I think I would, I would resonate with what you said as well that intuition to me seems more of a constant conversation with my inner self. And I think intuition is tied for me with learning to trust myself and trust my inner voice and who I am, as opposed to looking outside of myself to other people and other sources. And the daemon would be in more specific instances, maybe creatively but i think yeah. my intuitive voice is also speaking in that space yeah. but my intuition does seem more of like a constant companion always with me whether it's speaking or not always with me yeah. whereas the daemon 
if we're sitting in a room or we're in an inner world and there's a home that's home base, the daemon kind of goes out and explores that mountain over there and goes on a bit of a walkabout and, and then comes back and comes and goes within the house, whereas my intuition is always with me in the house. Yeah, that's how it feels to me too. And mm -hmm. I think maybe the better way of saying it is that the daemon is purpose-minded. Yeah, it, yeah. It is vocationally centered mm -hmm. and... Um, the yeah the the purpose it strives to guide you through your purpose mm -hmm. uh whereas intuition feels more like it can be as relational as it can be yeah vocational yeah yeah, yeah i like that the daemon is is helping you in your purpose as you outwork literally the work you're doing in the world and yeah. what that looks like and then the intuition is your life in the world which also yeah. includes the work absolutely yeah. Oh, that's so good. Mm. That's so helpful mm. to think of it that way. So I'd love to hear us go back and forth on what harm can come from not listening to you, Damon, but also uh, what consequences can come from being true to the Damon voice. Sure. I think if we are approaching the Damon as this neutral voice, that may or may not know you as well as you know yourself or your intuition, the daemon has to work in relationship with yourself and your intuition just for sake of context. Let's say there is who you are in the room and your intuition and the daemon. Right? Three, three people makes for relationship and conversation and interaction. The daemon, I think, can have the best intentions in mind, but doesn't know you as well as you know yourself and as your intuition knows you. And I think that's different for every person. So vocationally, it could be what is right for one person to take this step, to go in a direction at a certain point in the course of their, their journey might be actually the wrong choice, wrong in that... Maybe you're not ready for it yet, or maybe you need to do some more internal work before you're ready to take on what that's going to bring into your world. I think of my own journey and process, and I am someone who did not really get in touch with my creative self in terms of vocation and, and really pouring myself into creative work until really only three, four years ago. And a lot of people started that way from the beginning of being a kid, they always were writing or creating or whatever it may be. And I, of course, I've been creating my whole life, but really, I've only started listening to my Damon voice later in life, whereas the intuitive voice has always been speaking and I've always been listening and I've gotten to know that relationship better and better. So I think you have to really consider the whole landscape consider the entire inner world. How is the entire ecosystem of your inner world doing? Are we ready to listen to the, what the daemon is saying we should do? Or are we maybe not quite ready? And then on the flip side, it could be, no, you're scared or there's risk involved. There's this unknown landscape, this unknown part of you that you need to lean into and you feel like you can't, but you can. And so you, you need to take that risk. And I, I heard something recently, a friend of mine, Aaron, actually said it, and it's been sticking with me. It said, 
or excuse me, he said, the unknown is where it happens. And I think in order to follow the Damon voice or choose to not follow the voice depends on if you're in a place where you are ready and able to step into that unknown. Ready be, we're never truly ready. We just have to learn as we go. But do you, do you have the energy? Do you have the constitution? Are you ready to take on this work? An example of this would be maybe two, three, I'd say three years ago, I became very aware of having lost a lot of my Korean heritage and history and story, and that I had allowed that to be taken over more by my American story. My mom's Korean and, and my dad's American. I am both Korean and I'm American, but I lost a lot of my Korean self. And I was very aware of that. And I wanted to dive deep into reclaiming that but I wasn't ready yet to deep dive in the way I wanted to. I needed to do some work first. So I think the daemon in me was like, let's go, let's dive in. We're gonna take back this, this territory and go into the unknown and really like um, get to know this part of the landscape of who you are again. If I went on that journey then, I think I would have been an internal mess. I didn't have the energy yet to go on that journey. And now, I am so ready to go on that journey. I have the energy for it. I actually had uh, an event happen where it it clicked and I, I said, okay, I'm ready to listen to that, that voice now. I have the energy to go on the journey and actually make the journey and not die along the way. So I, I think it just, it depends, which brings back this idea of relationship and conversation and being in conversation, the daemon has a seat at the table as well, but there's no head of the table. You know, it's a round table, maybe. I don't know. Um, we're all we're all equally valued at the table, and not everyone gets to have their way all the time at that table. But everyone is going to be heard and listened, and what they have to say is going to be considered truly. When I think about the consequences of listening to your daemon, but also. Um, the negatives of what can happen if you don't listen to it. I think the inner self, maybe even the ego as well, in whatever form it takes in you, will speak and motivate you to find comfort. Mm -hmm. um, and then whether it's healthy or unhealthy, whereas the kind of sometimes the consequences of almost letting yourself being possessed by your daemon mm. is that it can lead to absolute genius um creatively yeah but there's no guarantee that it'll be financially secure or even comfortable mm -hmm. um and i think that's where it's everyone's choice to decide for themselves how much they want to listen to mm -hmm. that that daemon mm -hmm. um but i think that can be a, an extreme negative to um, being possessed by it almost is that mm -hmm. uh Comfort has this weird way of keeping you in the middle, which doesn't yeah. affect a lot of change. Whereas your daemon can lead you to a very unstable um, reality, mm -hmm. socially, relationally, internally, but mm -hmm. uh, it can create great change 
in your environments and the people you affect and how you leave a mark on humanity. Yeah. Um, and I think the negative effects of not listening to your daemon can be that you, if you're the type of person who is destined to create mm -hmm. and are not listening to your daemon, it doesn't take very long until a void starts to grow yeah. inside you internally. Mm -hmm. And with such a void growing, um, it's easy for people to turn to addiction in whatever many forms it takes mm -hmm. to try to fill that void. And uh, when you run from a daemon uh, versus accept it and maybe just put it on pause mm -hmm. as you work through things, mm -hmm. The activity of running from it or not pursuing it can be very destructive depending on mm -hmm. how much you feel called to be a creative yeah. in life. Yeah. I'm thinking of language around this idea of a daemon. And I'm sure there's many other words that different cultures and, and people have used to describe it and talk about this idea I wonder if, or let me say, I'm curious how the word inspiration plays with the word daemon and mm. what there is an intersection of the same thing, what is different. How would you view those two concepts together in the same room, inspiration yeah. and daemon? I would differentiate the two by saying that inspiration is another word for the daemon, except for inspiration can both be internal mm -hmm. and external. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the difference, whereas the daemon doesn't exist in the external world. It's not yeah. an external force, though it might not be the self either. It's definitely abides within you. Mm -hmm. And um, I get as much inspiration from referencing other creatives and and um, noticing and paying attention to creations outside of me mm -hmm. as I do from within. And that would be the difference. Yeah. That's so well put. That helps me understand inspiration so much better, even to think of it as internal and external, because I've heard in listening to other creatives talk about their process where they, we often hear the term inspiration hit. And that would be in my mind, like the daemon within something welled up or you had that aha moment that that would be synonymous with the daemon and then there's these external inspirations as well have you found that you tend to have those moments more on the daemon voice more from the internal world or more from the external world is it i imagine there's a blend of of both but for you, when you are doing creative work in the world, does there seem to be a space where that flows more regularly for you? Yeah, I, how I differentiate it is how um, when I'm doing commercial work, I, I reference externally. Okay. But when I'm trying to communicate a truth, yeah, I, I listen to my daemon a lot more. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I, mm. I would probably say the same. Mm. Which is so interesting to me because I think the work that I personally most resonate with in the world comes from each person expressing an inner truth 
that they know. Absolutely. Okay, so final question I have for you mm-hmm. is, what would you tell somebody who has previously felt or known that there's something within them that w- moves them to want to create, but they're not very in tune to that daemon within themselves, or they're not ready to act on that daemon voice. Um, as somebody who's been there and understands what it is to be in that season, and it, who especially is currently not in that season, and you are so wonderfully listening to your daemon, and you strike me as the type of person who loves all your parts, and especially your daemon, um, and you act them out, what would you tell somebody who is not quite there yet, but um, nonetheless feels the void of not creating? I think first you have to start with a lot of kindness towards yourself and your own process. The, the pace at which you get to know your daemon and yourself is going to be unlike anyone else's. So I think the first thing I would say is stop looking around the room for how you should and look within yourself for how you are and however it is that you need to go about that process of getting to know that part of yourself is your process. And that's really all I can say because no one can tell you how to do that. But I can tell you that you know how to do that. Or if you don't know it yet, you'll you'll figure it out. And it's simply to begin by listening and making eye contact and acknowledging my daemon is here and I want to take some time to get to know it and be open to however that is going to look for you. So Shelly, where can people find you if they want to explore your work more and hear these wonderful thoughts that come out of you more? I think the best place would be my website that has the funnel of all things. I'm currently writing a letter every week that I send out on Sundays, which I've been loving. I love writing letters to my friends and I literally sit down every weekend. I have no idea what I'm going to write and I just write a letter to people who want to get a letter and that's definitely a good way to get to know my world. And we'll see how that develops and what that becomes. But my website will take you there, ShellyRollison.com. How would you spell that? S-H-E-L-L-Y. And Rollison is spelled like roll is on, R-O-L-L-I-S-O-N. Perfect. And the links will be in the description below. Perfect. So the question I want to leave you with today is, no matter how much or how little you are currently in tune with your inner daemon, what wonderful amount of creation can come out of you if today, this week, this month, this year, you decide to trust it just a little bit more? It's a beautiful question. Thanks for listening.